process is dead. Hey, everybody, welcome into this edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today. So we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. A 76ers collapse, a Milwaukee heading to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Suns are blazing. Islanders are going crazy. Lots to talk about. Spider tech is like uh, illegal now, I guess, in MLB. What's happening, guys? Anthony's here. Brandon's here. Go on. Let's hear the tears of Brandon Farrell. Bless. Gentlemen, Hi. what is up? How are you going to do me like that, man? <laughs> Lord. Listen, it, it was coming. You're lucky this wasn't about game five because it could have easily been about us trashing game five. But we got two games to talk about about how bad the 76ers were. I can give you the full breakdown right now and just be quiet for the rest of the podcast because <laughs> that's going to be tough. He's well, like let's let's get the first thoughts from Brandon and then we'll just go from there because as a true 76ers fan, you have so much to say about how this team blows, probably, how it stinks. They should be relegated to the ABA, try to bring that uh, basketball league back or something along those lines because that's been the talk in Philadelphia today. So I'll let you have the floor after the Hawks beating the 76ers in seven games to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, speaking to the audience, I mean, I've been following the Sixers since Allen Iverson pretty much like since I was born. I was an Allen Iverson fan. I came out of the womb with an Allen Iverson jersey and, and the, the Braves. Yeah, and the dreadlocks and the, and the headband, the tattoo, everything, everything. I came out looking just like him. I was just the white version. Um, so I've been following them, and I've been through plenty and plenty of heartbreaks watching them lose season after season after season. Um, and it's just, like I said before we started the podcast, I shut the game off before it even ended to save myself a sleepless night of just how the game would end as weird as that sounds. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of fans do that. They know their team is going to lose in the, in the last few minutes or a few seconds. Um, so I'm not going to follow suit as far as the rest of Philadelphia goes and say, they need to be uh, banished from the NBA and they suck. They stink. What I will say is that this should have never happened. They, blowing a 26 point lead in game five was absolutely, I mean, that's, that's inexcusable. You let Trey young and a bunch of no names shit on your whole team, the whole third and fourth quarter. Granted, Trey young is a great player, but you need to have an answer for him. He's one man and he's only been in the league for one year. And he was he, awful last night too. He, he was, but again, where do the Hawks come from? I mean, they have a, apparently seemingly they have a deeper team, a better bench, and they have plenty of guys to make up for Trey Young's slack. As far as Philadelphia, if Joel Embiid is not Joel Embiid that night and Ben Simmons doesn't want to play defense and Seth Curry can't hit a shot, they have nothing. They have absolutely nothing. And as far as the series goes, as we saw in game five, we knew I knew Philadelphia should have lost that series. And I'm going to be blunt. And I'm going to say they deserve to lose because they didn't play like they wanted to win. And I mean, you could say the same for when they lost to the, to the Toronto Raptors. Right. They left it up to Kawhi Leonard to take the final shot, regardless of how lucky that shot was. You should never leave it up to their best player to take the shot. But 
I, I mean, again, after Philadelphia, I mean, I, I think Philly needs to regroup. They need to make some trades. They need to get rid of Ben Simmons. Granted, he's a great defensive player. The man cannot shoot the ball. And if Joel Embiid is not on, the Sixers are not on. And it's sad that we have to rely on one man, and we don't have a bench to make up for that. Um, what was your thoughts on Ben Simmons passing up an easy dunk with like less than three minutes left in game seven? What were your you thoughts on that? I'm glad you bring that up because throughout the season, turnovers were a recurring issue for the Sixers, and they were just they were illuminated by ten thousand in the playoffs, especially right. against the Hawks. They gave up the ball seventeen times in a quarter, seventeen yeah. times in a quarter. Like, Eight of those were Joel not... Embiid. Exactly. You cannot do that if you're going to be a championship team. And and simply put. Like nobody on that team played with any heart and you could just sloppy ball play, no defense. They let Trey young run all over the court, make easy shots. And you could tell I'm passionate about the Sixers because I've been following them. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm mad, bro. Like this, it's ridiculous. Like you got doc rivers, you have the best coach, arguably one of the best coaches throughout the NBA for years past. On that team, you got Joel Embiid, you got Ben Simmons, you got Seth Curry, you got all these great players, and Tobias Harris. Like, where was he? When did he show up? I didn't. He 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 never showed up. Yeah, the thing that people can go back to our previous episodes and one of the takes that kind of founded this podcast was the whole debate between Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons and why you needed to keep Jimmy Butler over Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. And he will not try to shoot. With the game on the line, games five, six, and seven in the fourth quarter, he didn't attempt a single shot. In the entire series during the fourth quarter, he only attempted three shots. And he only had eight points, five points, and six points over games five, six, and seven. And this is your second best player. This is a, this is the first overall pick that was supposed to be the tip top, like the cherry on top for the process. That is now officially dead. I'm here to clarify that on record that the process is over. It is done. This ain't the process anymore. Your your chance to win was done. And during a year where Joel Embiid has an MVP-type season and then opportunity strikes in the NBA playoffs, look at how many teams are out now. The Nets, the Lakers, you had the Jazz fall out. You had Milwaukee having struggles. Everything lined up for the Sixers to go right in and – take a championship this year. And it just didn't happen because yet again, Ben Simmons during the playoff time disappears both on offense and on defense. Now, now Trey young was just not having a good night, but most of that was because he was just shooting the ball. Like he was just having a bad night. I wouldn't give Ben Simmons any credit of that. So once again, if you had Jimmy Butler in this series, they would be playing the Eastern conference finals. And with Philadelphia right now, all the blame is going towards Ben Simmons, and I think it really should. I'll, I'll say this. How do you this. not attempt that dunk and be so afraid to go to the free throw line? Now, because their he's season not a free ended, throw shooter. he's not a free throw. He's not a he shooter. had he has the new record for the worst free throw percentage with a minimum of 73 throws in the playoffs. That's worse than Shaq and Wilt Chamberlain, who are known to be terrible free throw shooters. Well, Shaq was the worst. I mean, he would airball free throws. And Simmons topped that. Like, dude, 
It's so bad. And we got to a point last year where we would talk about this same thing. And Ant was like, wait, this guy can't shoot. Like, that's how bad it has gotten I'm, with this guy. I'm pissed off. Look, I don't even watch basketball. I know you guys are talking about the Sixers, but I was watching the Nets and um oh my god, who are the they Bucks. playing? The Bucks. Yeah. And dude, it's like Kevin Durant is the whole team. James Harden can't shoot a ball, misses every shot. It's like you have a so-called all-star team that they just don't play as one, pretty much. I don't know, dude. I, I, so, I get, no matter what sport it is, I get pissed off, too. And then that game went to overtime, and it's just like you're up by 10 points, and then they come back, and I don't know. It, it, it annoys me, too. Like, I understand what you're, where you guys are coming from. So after after watching that series with the Nets breaking down and, and losing to the Bucks in overtime – it just goes to show, like even with the Lakers not being in it this year, the Jazz collapsed. They felt they they're not in it. Like it just goes to show with the teams that are in it right now, it, it it's just about the chemistry on the team and how well you play together, rather than just having a super team full of all stars. I like, mean, dude, and that that's what's showing this this whole playoff series. There's no there's no super team. There's no there's no Nets. There's no Lakers. There's no Clippers. There's no Kawhi. It's a like big time opportunistic year. Kevin Durant that game had 48 points on his own, and then for three point shots for James Harden went two and 12. Why are you giving this guy the ball if he can't make it in the hoop? Well, Kevin Durant. By the way, what a fantastic game seven that was Saturday night. Unbelievable OT. Exciting. It was. They were literally Kevin Durant's. If Kevin Durant wore a smaller size, then that's what it came down to. A shoot like. His little toes being on that three-point line that made it a two-point. Mm-hmm. If that was three, they would have won and they would have advanced. Yeah, like he was, exactly. Because he was on the line. Yeah, they counted as two. And he like, wears like tough. size 19 feet. Like, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. But back to the Shit, Sixers. I should have worn my 17 and a half. Yeah, but back to the Sixers. It's a big point because this was a year where the Nets were decimated with injuries. The Eastern conference was open. They had home court advantage. They had the best record in the NBA and they couldn't get it done. And the main reason is this guy can't shoot a basketball. And it's not even that he can't shoot. He just won't try to like with Giannis. He's not known as a predominant shooter, but at least he keeps trying and working at it. This Ben Simmons guy, he just doesn't care about it. I don't think. He's just like, well, it's not my job. I'm not going to try to get better at it. Like, if you want to be a top player in this league, you got to be a dog at everything. And shooting is probably the most important skill to have in basketball. You literally have to shoot a ball through a hoop. And, oh, man, Tampa scored a good one. Back to uh, basketball for a second. but Snipers. Sniper. But, like, it's crazy how you cannot shoot and you're a five, like, you're a five-time NBA all-star and you're not known for shooting one lick. Like, I don't know what his trade value is, but it's probably not good anymore. Like the Sixers might be stuck with them. I mean, I really don't know what else to say about him. <laughs> I mean, like what I are you going to get ball. in return for Ben Simmons? Who's going to want that guy right now? Someone will take him. Someone will take yeah, him. Probably like I'm thinking like if the Bulls are that dumb enough because they have been a terrible franchise since, you know, their resurgent years of D Rose coming. That was the last time they've had any relevancy was when D Rose and Jimmy Butler were on the teams. Like 
they would be dumb enough to give up Zach Levine for Ben Simmons, probably. But like, that's your hope. You probably have to give up draft capital and other players just to get rid of Ben Simmons because he's entering a supermax deal this year. Who's going to want to pay a guy $35 million and he can't shoot the basketball? He's not a point guard. Like, maybe the Warriors take him because he's 6'9 and they just try to swap him into power forward and center. Like, that's it, though. I don't, I don't know how that benefits Philadelphia. I, I, don't, I don't see. <laughs> I, I don't know what else. They, I don't even know what else Philadelphia could, could, could get right now. I mean, they had everything that they need. I mean, they, I, I, I don't know what else you could hand them that would help them win a championship. I, I mean, is the franchise cursed? Like, I mean, this was the year, and you lose to the Hawks. You lose to the Atlanta Hawks. Like, They're a good young team, but they're not better than the Sixers. No, absolutely not. But the Sixers let them beat them. And they just didn't give a shit. You could tell, like, the Philly, they weren't hitting shots. They weren't playing defense. It just, they didn't give a shit. It was a terrible game seven compared to the one on Saturday. The the game seven between the Hawks and the Sixers was tough to watch because literally Trey Young was shooting and just not making anything. Their best uh, player was Herder. Is that how you say his name? Herder? Herder? Yeah, the white dude. The uh, Rick Rolled guy. Literally looked like Rick Rolled. <laughs> yeah, redhead white guy. Yeah. Exactly. Kevin Herder. Yeah, whatever. So, like, he was, was. he was your best guy on the floor yesterday, and you still lose with Joel Embiid trying his best. Now, Tobias Harris was at least trying to shoot, and Seth Curry had a pretty good game. Tobias Harris had 24 points, but he went eight for 24 and shot two for seven from three. But like, I mean, it is Ben Simmons was the difference factor. If Ben Simmons doesn't play, I think they probably win. And it goes back to they should have kept Jimmy Butler over Ben Simmons. Like we've been saying for two years now. Well, look, look at their track record of draft picks. Markel Fultz didn't work out for them. And now Ben right. Simmons is just not working out. Like he's not what they want. They they like yeah, he's a five-time All-Star, but he has no desire to shoot a basketball. Like if he if he had the aggressive play type like Giannis does and he could average 30 to 40 points a game, that's fine. You don't need a jump shot at that point. You're paint dominant. But he's not. He just doesn't play with that dominant force like Joel Embiid plays with. But again, going back to that game last night, Turnovers killed them, absolutely killed them. They gave the Hawks way too many opportunities off turnovers, and that's why the Hawks won that game. Turnovers. Yeah. And it's been a story of their season. Turnovers, well, turnovers, turnovers. In case you missed the postgame comments that uh, the 76ers had, this would kind of irritate you a little bit more. Uh, ben Simmons after the game, quote, we lost. It sucks. I am who I am. It is what it is. It's not easy to win, and it shows. Like, that's not a quote you want to hear from a guy who's supposed to be the second guy or, like, one of the best guys in the league, and he only puts up five points. Other than As a coach, like, that just pisses me off. And that's speaking the of the coach, to have. Doc Rivers was asked if he could be a point guard for a championship team, and Doc says, I don't know the answer to that right now. And then Joel Embiid would said in the post game, I'll be honest, I thought the turning point was when we, I don't know how to say it, is when we had an open shot and we made only one free throw. Like, that's that was your difference. Like, as soon as Ben Simmons passed that ball and passed up a wide-open opportunity to dunk the basketball because he was afraid he was going to get fouled, 
Philly missed one out of two free throws. Atlanta goes down, gets a two and one. Then they have a Philly has another turnover, and then Trey Young hits a game winning like ice in the veins three to put it away in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, he's got like again with that post game conference, and I, I don't want to relate this to 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 a different sport, but I am who I am. What the fuck does he think he is? It's kind of <laughs> like. He, it's kind of it's kind of similar to Cam Newton after he lost the Super Bowl. He just had that sour look on his face, didn't want to answer any questions, and he just walked off. Like, it's just that's not a leader, and that's not a guy you want on your team. Like he, yeah. I've been saying it. We've been saying it. He's got to go. You need to. You need to somehow get capital for him. Get some. I wouldn't even say draft picks. Get a couple guys. You go out and get whatever guys you can. Shit, one of my friends is Devin uh Booker. give up a couple well, draft picks and, and well Devin Simmons Booker Devin is Booker. not gonna yeah that's not gonna happen number yes, one with the yes, way it Devin is. Booker make, is yes it is I'm making I'm making a few phone calls tomorrow <laughs> so well one of my Philly friends brought up the idea to like as an ideal scenario to try to trade for Colin Sexton out of Cleveland oh yeah which I'm like which I'm like if you look two years ago the value of Ben Simmons was as all time high. You could have gotten a, the bus for Ben Simmons, but Bro, we're in this. We, you're in the position now to where you can't get anything. If we get a, if we get rid of Simmons for a point guard that could shoot and and draw and like he's not CJ McCollum, yeah, and he's not afraid to drive and get fouled like that. We absolutely would have advanced rather yeah. than having somebody like like him who doesn't want to get fouled and doesn't want to shoot a free throw. The problem now is who's going to want him. I think that's going to be the biggest problem. There's for the there's plenty of struggling teams out there that'll see five time All Star Ben Simmons. I think that got, they can fix him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That that's how it's going to work. Someone's going to take him, but it's up to Philly if they want to get rid of him. And I don't know if they're going to want to get rid of him. Yeah. Now it's not all uh, Ben Simmons' fault. I'm saying majority of it is. But, like, they played very sloppy basketball on offense. Most of the time, it was like the Hawks were on a power play playing five on four. Um, it's just oh, yeah. Doc Is Rivers had. Oh, yeah, buddy. We're going it from was. the ice making a basketball reference. How about you? Huh? <laughs> um, we need some excitement in all this complaining. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying. Pain. Doc Rivers deserves a blame, too, because this is yet another game seven he's blown, and yet looking across to the Western Conference, the Clippers, by some way, made the freaking Western Conference Finals without Kawhi Leonard, which an all-time meltdown by the Jazz with Terrence Mann just putting up 39 points. Talk about <laughs> another collapse there. It's unbelievable. But yet, Doc Rivers is home while the team he was coaching last year is in the Conference Finals with Ty Lue as their coach. Ty Lue. How about it, buddy? Yeah. But game seven of the Nets game was pretty great. Now, I think Blake Griffin, they got to try to keep Blake Griffin because Blake Griffin actually played really good for him, even though it was the Kevin Durant show. I don't know if they lose that game, if Kyrie's healthy. Like, this is all hypotheticals, but if you're the Nets, you got to try to fix the depth issue. And I think they really need a big man down low because Giannis and Lopez were just going to work down low on them. And they... It, the defensive woes showed for the Nets in that game seven. Yeah, the Nets, I mean, Kyrie was a no-show. James Harden could have hit, couldn't hit a shot. And it just 
Joe Harris was awful too. Yeah. Again, I mean that's another inexcusable thing. You got three three superstars on your team. You should. Why, how are you losing to the to the to the Bucks? You were up two games to nothing. Put them away. Right. I just, I don't. Again, it just goes to show it doesn't matter what kind of superpower you have on your team. I mean, anybody's beatable. It just feels like it's Milwaukee's time after all these chances that they've had and the disappointment last year. It just feels like their time. Ant, you're about to say something. Go ahead. No, I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> oh, it's uh, the, the breathing. It was like, oh, Ant's got a hot take about basketball. Oh, get her ready, bud. No, no. Nah, my, he's my nose. Pissed off. Here he goes, top cheese. A motor. A He's pissed off. But it is crazy that I'm sitting here with my finals prediction as the Suns and the Bucks as like a lottery chance, 19 to 1. And And we actually might get that. (laughs) And that you're actually pissed off. It's wild. The NBA, I love this because we don't have like parody that much in the NBA. This is the first year in 10 years that we're not going to have LeBron and Curry in the final. And yet people are going to be so out of it and be like, oh, well, there's no star guys left. I mean, Giannis and Devin Booker is going to be a fantastic matchup. Oh yeah, like this fucking guy. Oh yeah, how many? Well, so out of the four teams, we have the Bucks as the favorite to win the whole thing. Then we got Phoenix as the second favorite. Uh, the Clippers are the third at eight to one. We still don't know what Kawhi's status is. He's been out. Paul George has been showing up now, too. He's put up like 30 points per game now. And then we have the Atlanta Hawks at 11 to 1. So those four teams, Brandon, who do you see as like the top dog right now? Suns. Unbelievable with that team, dude. I think the Suns are the just, they're just the absolute most dominant team right now. Who's stopping them? Who's getting in the Suns' way right now? They're just rolling. They're steamrolling everybody. They're blazing. I mean, shit. They put the they put the Nuggets away in four in four games. Swept them. They might sweep Crazy. the Clippers because sweep Gerard. Because like they played awesome in game one, and that, I think that was the Clippers' best shot. I I don't see the Clippers winning two or three games when Kawhi is not going to play. I just don't because the Suns are so deep and. They literally have a good combination of young guys and veterans. And Chris Ball was sitting out for game one. Just imagine how the team's going to be when he comes back. Like, that team is so, like, well connected because they played literally every single game. They they There's no, like, selfishness on the team. Everyone likes everybody. And they got, like, a young rising star in Devin Booker. DeAndre is good, yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I mean... Your prediction's probably going to be right, bud. Which is <laughs> unbelievable. I still have my son's plus 750, uh, 750 ticket, which I'm like, okay, I feel very comfortable about that. It's going to pay out a nice $100. How about her? Um, the border is right there, booty. But, like, shit, if I would have done Bucks versus uh, Suns at 19 to 1, I mean, we probably would have went to Vegas or something, boys. I mean, like, that's how crazy it would have been. You would have took us to Vegas at nineteen to one, dude. I would have been unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would have took us to Vegas, though. Uh, maybe you would have took us to Barcy game. Uh Barcy, Barcy probably game, for sure. Yeah. Barcy game. 
But Vegas, yeah, but maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? But, uh, buddy. yeah, so we got the conference finals. Suns already won game one between um, the Clippers on Sunday. That was like the 330 game. Game two is tomorrow. And then game three will be in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got to be like drooling at the bit with this draw that they got with the Sun- uh, Hawks. But Trey Young could pull out another rabbit out of his ass and ended up beating the Bucks. So who who really knows with the way the NBA playoffs have gone this year? So Nobody knows. Nobody knows. All right, so over to the NHL, over to the ice. Get your stick ready, huh? Get your twig up. Um, we've had amazing series so far. All, every single series is two to two. Uh, the Islanders in the Tampa Bay um, series have has been unbelievable. Game four came down to a blocking shot from Randy Pollock, the defenseman for the Islanders, on an incredible chance to possibly tie the game for Tampa. He blocked the shot. They won. The series is now two to two. And we have Nicholas uh, Raw score the OT winner for Vegas last night after the Canadians went up shockingly two to one on um, on Vegas in game three. Vegas came back, won an OT game in game four to make that two to two. So what do you see from the ice so far, Ant? What, what are your thoughts? All right, boys. So here we go. Drop the puck. Get your stick out there, buddy, and shoot and score. Help border. So, dude, I'll start with the Canadians and <clears throat> Vegas. So, I'm so surprised Canadians even made it this far. And when I mean made it this far, ooh, another goal for Tampa. Um, When I mean made it this far, I mean going from, you know, first round, to second round, to third round, and a tie. No less, a 2-2 game against Vegas. Uh, Carey Price is playing awesome. Canadians could thank him for, you know, getting them this far. Uh, I don't know if it's that the Canadians are really playing that good or, or Vegas really isn't playing that good. I think it's Canadians are just opportunistic when it comes to their skaters that yes, they're doing everything they can to get the puck in the net. And personally me, I don't feel like the Knights are doing everything they can to win. And this is the problem with both the Lightning and the and the Vegas Golden Knights is they well Lightning already won a cup. Vegas made it to the cup against the Capitals. They lost, but you know they probably won a cup too. Obviously, everybody wants the cup, mm-hmm. but Canadians have not made it in a very long time, and the Islanders haven't either. So those teams are, I feel like, are naturally going to be more hungry to want to get it to get to the cup. So I personally don't think that the Knights are even playing as good as, you know, as previous years. So that's series is tied to two right now. One uh, attribute to that just before you move on is that they did put Robin Leonard in net for game four. I was going to talk about that cause, too. Yeah. Cause flurry had a little flub in game three that kind of I don't want to say it cost them the game, but it kind of shifted the momentum. I mean, it was just like a lackadaisical kind of play, but it was something that Flurry usually does on a game-to-game basis. It just didn't go his way that time. Mm-hmm. So who you start – if you're the coach of the Golden Knights, right, who are you uh, starting in game five? Are you starting uh, Robin Leonard Flurry. or are you starting Flurry? Flurry. 100%. I would too, I think. I, I just – I have more faith in Flurry. I've seen what he's done. I've, I've – you know, we've seen what he's done this season as well. 
in previous years, I trust in Flurry. And if he so happens to have a bad game or I don't think he's ready to play or if he's in the locker room and he looks just out of it, I'll start Leonard. You know, I, mm-hmm. I there's no problem with starting a different player. Um, you know, if they're on the team in professional sports, you can play the game. You just have to show up and be mentally prepared. And you cannot – you have to stand there like a brick wall and you have to do your best. So once one goal goes in, the game is not over. Once two goals go in, the game is not over. Once three goals go in, the game is not over. Once four go and so on. If you let six goals up, and you should not be letting six goals up in a playoff game, and they'll probably be pulled if they let in at least four in a, in a playoff game, but you do not give up. That's the problem is, you know, these goalies I've seen with times, and you can, you can, you know, second this too, is the puck goes in the net two, three, four times, and then they're just like, F it. I'll just, you know, I'll just still be out here until my coach pulls me. But right, I'm sure they're still playing. But, again, you guys talked about the basketball where there's no heart, right? And there's a lot of heart in hockey, but it's tough. Like, you know, you're it's just not you're just not having a good night, but you can never give up. But me personally, I would start Flurry. Mm. All right, cool. What are your thoughts about Tampa and uh, Islanders? I think this is the best series so far, though. This is the best uh, series, 100%, 100%. I mean, Bullock, you see block shots all the time. You don't see him, like, when the game is, like, to its last couple seconds and he's in front of the net and just courageously just going down one knee and blocking a shot like that. It was unbelievable. Well, I've seen saves like that before where players would slide in front of the net. So, so not, <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, that was just the right time, right place, right move. He saved that team <laughs> and all the players went over to Pollock before they went over to um, the goalie for the Islanders. Volmerov? Varlamov. Varlamov. Exactly. So everyone started congratulating Pollock for his, you know, bravery in that effort, in his efforts. Um, but yeah, that teams like that are, are what make it to the cup. You know, that's what it takes to make it to the cup. I, I've talked about this before. Anybody can score goals. Anybody can stick handle the puck. But not everybody is willing to dive headfirst in front of the net or, you know, take a big hit to make a good pass and things like that. So it's the willingness to sacrifice that is really going to carry the team um, over into a, you know, a Stanley Cup position. Yeah. But I just I just think the Islanders like are getting too passive at times on offense. uh, Just like. When you when you in the Stanley Cup and you're going up against an amazing goaltender like Vasilevsky, you you want to put as many shots on him as possible and hope oh, one sneaks by. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and we've seen in Game Four, it was when Tyler Johnson made a little uh, clock counterclockwise turn around the faceoff circle and just absolutely right. sniped right over the glove or blocker, whichever side it was. And like, you cannot leave room like that for a guy like that because he's going to take advantage of it. And they did a perfect job of screening the goalie, and he just couldn't mm-hmm. see, and he, it was just a beautiful goal. Um, and, you know, that gave them – I think they still lost that game, though, right? 3-2 or something? Yeah. The Islanders they got lost. off to a hot start in that game. It was like 3 nothing in the second. Mm-hmm. And that game that game four was all about who's going to pass the puck through the opponent's legs better. It was like – Yeah, that's pretty much. It was – that's all it was. The, the goals were all about passing like through the body. That's it was incredible to see that. I mean, uh, what's his name? That's uh, my Kuchel point is that one. I think this series is kind of being like they're they're just passing up to where I mean, like if you got a shot, 
take it at least. Like, we don't have to be cute here or, like, try to get the perfect play. We just need the puck on the net. need the puck on the net. Get the puck on net. Teams that cycle yeah. too much, you're, you're losing out on time. There's only 60 minutes in a game. Are you going to take all this time to cycle the puck and hope it goes on the net? That's one thing with the Flyers when I've seen them play, too, on power plays. You'll cycle the puck so much waiting for the perfect opportunity. Well, you know what the perfect opportunity is? The perfect opportunity is when you place that puck on that. Just shoot. Mm-hmm. Never know what's going to happen. It may slip underneath the glove. It may go in through the firewall. It may get deflected off his skate. I've seen crazy goals. Even when I was in high school, I scored stupid goals. Like, I was in the middle of the face-off circle, stopped, literally stopped, dead stop, ripped it as hard as I can, hit off one of the player's skates in front of me, and went right into the net, and I had no idea, right? And that, that's make or break in hockey. It's not like basketball where you're shooting 100 points. You are scoring maybe two to three goals. So every opportunity you get, just keep putting the puck on net. You're going to stress the goalie out. He's going to get tired. You can only face so many goals a game. Unless you carry Price and you're just, a you know, a freaking nature. unbelievable <laughs> goaltender in this game and this year. But, you know, put the puck on net, play hard, play good defense, and you'll win games. It's a very simple formula, but it's, you know, much easier said than done. I mean, also, we got to say, these home crowds for these playoff games. Crazy. Unbelievable. The barn is rocking on Long Island. You got oh, the Lord. crazy um, castle going uh, absolutely bonkers over in Vegas. Tampa Bay is just a, just an Vegas electric factory there, too. Even the Canadians, even though they have limited fans, that that crowd is still electric. Yeah, which, like, it's time to go full over there, man. 100%. But I think that's why Vegas is having a little bit of a hard time there. Really. I mean, I I do believe in Vegas because of the veteran leadership on that team, too, of, like, guys like uh, Petrangelo who have done it before being like, hey, we, we can get over this. Like and this Chandler is, Stevenson, yeah. too. Uh, like, this you know? is what we need to do. Don't get discouraged. Keep your head up. Push forward. Yeah, but at the same time, they're really talented. And Mark Stone is a fiery guy, as we love uh, our boy Mark Stone on Mark this podcast. Stone, that's, that's our guy. That is <laughs> Bro's guy, Mark Stone. But I do think Vegas is deeper. I still believe we're going to get um, a Tampa and Vegas series, which, by the way, one – two hottest cities in America is going to have the Stanley cup final in July 4th. Just throwing that out there. I just really would like to see the Islanders make it. I just think that the Islanders, I mean, they're losing two zero right now in the first. Yeah. My, my fear is my fear is that are they going to be able to match the intensity intensity with Tampa every night? We talk about how incredible game four was. There was still a possibility of them losing that game, even though they jumped up three to zero. Well, that's the struggle when you play Tampa is the speed of uh, the speed of the in- the speed and intensity of that team is mm-hmm. we said this before they strike when you least expect it they are the lightning the Tampa Lightning yeah. I mean what a what a fitting name for that organization but the Islanders I think if they can come down to you know that sacrifice and the willingness again I think they can overcome the Tampa Lightning I mean it's still two two and they're only down by two yeah goals. they're still a shot hundred percent. And I think this is a great series, but I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, the Islanders' defense is great. But do you see that? I don't know if I see that as much. They play a similar – I think they play 
the Canadian style of hockey where they're opportunistic, but they got more skill. You know what I'm saying? To where they're they're able to clap down on defense and get in the way of shots as proven already. Um I I just think they're they're like very physical at times too, which has put them in the box at times that they don't want to be in there. So play smart, don't retaliate. It's hard. And I, I think for Olamov is playing phenomenal so far. But like, how how long can he keep it up? You know, because we've seen Varlamov in his like past fifteen years of being the NHL goalie, kind of just slip off out of nowhere in like now crucial I wanna, times. Now I want to make note of this goal they just scored. Now it's three zero. Did you see that goal? Yeah, turnover what in the neutral we, zone. What did we just talk about? Get the puck and put it on the net. That's literally what they did, and it's 3-0. Yeah. The rebounds. Like, I feel like everyone's kind of disvaluing the rebounds in hockey. Like, just go lot. to the front and just chirp away. Well, this game, this this series between Tampa and, and, and New York is is yeah. very, very in front of the net. Get the rebounds. That, that was most of the goals. Yeah, because most of the goals get the rebounds. And look at that. And like guess what? And, the, and guess who it was? Alex Kalorn. Yeah, he's right been there. hot this series. He's been hot. See, there we go. Three goals, and he pulled a goalie already. Incredible. That they're giving him three goals, and that's it. It's the first period. So that's yeah. a that's a big. Well, watch, move, so. watch. We're gonna fucking jinx it, and then next, no Islanders are gonna come <laughs> back and win four to three. I don't think it's <laughs> just, just how it's gonna go. They're, they're not gonna let this three goal. They're not gonna. No, they're gonna score. There's no way they're gonna let this. You're go right. Freezer. We're not gonna they're jinx not going this to. because this is not the NBA to where we literally <laughs> jinx everything that happens. Like one podcast, we come on and say the Nets are so phenomenal. And the next thing you know, the Nets are bounced. <laughs> so it's just how it goes. Um, one news of the NBA I did skip over that I kind of wanted to touch on was uh, Kemba Walker's days in uh, the Boston Celtics uniform are now done. As the Celtics traded Kemba Walker, the number 16th pick overall in the 2021 draft, and a 2025 second-round pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Al Horford, who makes his way back to Boston, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second-round pick. So, Brandon, what are your thoughts on that trade? I mean, I, I totally forgot Al Horford was playing. I thought he was done after the Philadelphia. I thought Philadelphia killed him off. I forgot Al Horford was playing uh, as well, and I don't even know who this other guy is. <laughs> so it's just tough for Kimba, man. He can't get over those injuries. Just too much, too hurt. Well, he's not—he's not the guy that Boston wanted him to be. Uh-huh. Um, I know Boston wants to go in a much younger, younger direction. Um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Uh, Marcus Smart. I mean, I think they just kind of want to build off their draft picks and just get some young guys because they do have a promising team. Uh, they just need to put it all together. Um, right, but, and they need to get the right coach too since Brad yeah, Stevens is now the general manager. Right. Um, Which and, that's uh, an odd move, being promoted from coach to general manager when there was rumblings of the coach getting fired. Like that's that was an odd move itself. Well, I guess if you don't want to fire your coach, just promote him to general manager. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, buddy. Uh, but, man, I just had a brain fart. Oh, Jason Tatum. Um, yeah. I mean, breakout, huge season, big season, and he was basically the whole team. 
He had some season. games where he put up like 60 plus points and it was unbelievable. Yeah. And Jalen Brown really didn't show up this season. He struggled. Yeah, he had the injury that kind of didn't help him out either. And then Marcus Smart struggled too. Which he did. He did. I don't know what it, if it was like a team thing with the Celtics or do they just need to kind of like move some pieces around, maybe trade Marcus Smart. I mean, we know how crazy the NBA offseason gets where literally half the league is in new places and stuff every single year. So maybe the Celtics are going to take that approach and try to build something around Tatum and Brown. I have no idea. Maybe trade for Ben I think, Simmons. I, yeah, I think, but I, think, I think that's the route they're going to go. Might as well, right? Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll get into some MLB news, kind of like stuff going around. Yankees had like a game clinching a, a walk-off triple play on Sunday, which was kind of impressive because it's the third triple play they've had this year. <laughs> so Yankees are kind of rolling. I attended the game on Friday, full crowd now at Yankee Stadium, which is great. Um, Man, they lost, right? Yeah, they lost 5-3. I mean, dude, well, the Yankees of, just rely so much. What kind of uh, beer but like drinking? that's all they had, dude. Ah, oh, well, that's your problem. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that can't be my problem when it's the only beer they have there. They don't even well, have you draft beers brought yet. In Bush Light. You could have literally brought Bush Light into the stadium. Like yeah, then Yankee NASCAR. security would have been like, "What is this guy even freaking doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> like you're bringing a thirty pack of Bush Light in the stadium. Whoa! whoa <laughs> Just the whole cooler. Uh, it'd be like, uh, "Hey, buddy, you can't bring that in, huh?" Sorry, buddy. Hey, buddy. You gotta leave that in. Get it out. You gotta leave. You're going to leave that at the door yeah. there, buddy. Help Some guy from it. Staten Island is just yeah. working. Hey, leave it at the door. <laughs> we'll, we'll split it between security, but you can't You can't drink this. Come on, dude. You can't drink that bush light by yourself. You got to split it with the four of us. <laughs> so oh, it's a selfish edition. <laughs> well, they kind of beat the Oakland A's two out of three, and the Oakland A's were the best team in MLB at the time. So I guess the Yankees are on a good track. But we're, a- anyway, enough talk about the Yankees. Um, Shohei Otani is now going to be in the home run derby. First pitcher to ever be in the home run derby, which will be cool to see. I don't know if he has a lead, uh, lead in home runs still because Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has been crushing some balls lately. Um, the Diamondbacks have been more dreadful than the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is really shocking. They lost 23 straight road games, breaking the record for the longest losing streak in the modern era of baseball that goes all the way back to the 1800s or the 1900s, which is ridiculous, to say the least, about... The D-bags. The D-bags. The D-bags. That's one of those baseball teams you forget that they're a baseball team, and you're like, oh, yeah, they exist. They, They stink. I'm going to buy a Diamondbacks jersey. They've never been the same when they switched their logos and colors and everything. Remember when they were like purple and teal with like Randy Johnson? Well, even the red uniforms that say D-backs are pretty dick. They're okay. I like them. All right. You you, you can be the one that likes them. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Ooh. I just don't really care for the Diamondbacks, I guess. Which who who should if you don't live in Arizona? That's because oh, you don't even that's, Wes, that's because you frequently frequently forget that they're a team. Yeah, that's true. 
Gosh, is there teams? Is there teams like that where you guys are just like you? You like flip through the channels or something, or you like read something on uh, social medias or whatever, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that team existed." You know, <laughs> perfect example could be the Tampa Bay Rays right in your hometown, Brandon. You're absolutely right. You know, crazy point. Now I'm watching a video with his sons and four sons and four guy. Um, oh, he's a legend now. You know, you would think with that kind of legend status, this guy would have courtside seats, but it looks like he's still up at poverty level. Well, it's crazy that Devin Booker literally gave him a signed jersey and tickets, and then this guy goes to the game, and he's, like, taking selfies with the fans. Like, yeah. the son's got to make this guy the mascot. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, give him season tickets or something, like good seats at least. Right? He went from, like, literally being kicked out of a Nuggets game to becoming the mayor of Phoenix for a week. Uh, who is that, this? Like, this is the guy who literally got jumped at the Nuggets game and then just like went old hockey fight style and just beat the crap out of the other two Nuggets guys that were trying to jump him. This is the so guy. And then he said Suns in four in game three, and the Suns ended up winning the series in four games. This is the guy. <laughs> fight him, dude. Maybe I think he has his own action figure now. Like people made an action figure of him, which I'm like, okay, that I don't know if that's real or not, but that's pretty wild. Does anybody realize that like the dumber you become, the more successful you become? Like, does is anybody like realizing that today? Yeah, look at like, our podcast. We're up, really stupid. Like the more you <laughs> fuck up, the further you get ahead, it seems. Unless you're the Sixers. Sixers, you can just like get the first overall pick every year and you still be trash. Oh, yeah, buddy, is that hurt? Sorry, Brandon. That was kind of a low blow. I mean, I had to do it. <laughs> no, no, Wes. Just keep adding to it. It's fine. <laughs> I'll just skip the podcast next week. Hey, at least, you know, Yo! we could say that Danny Green wasn't the problem for the 76ers. We can say that as a plus. He probably would have helped, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, he would have. And he's not that bad on defense either, even though he had struggles with uh, Trey Young in game one. I mean, he wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah, who knows? I think um, he would have helped him. Yeah, he probably would. He, put a, he would have put more up uh, than five points, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, baseball's kind of having a little uh, problem with, like, these pitchers or whatever. I guess... During a post-game interview or whatever with uh, Garrett Cole, someone asked about, have you ever used spider tack? And what is spider tack? Spider tack is like this sticky substance. Is that, that like, sticky pitchers, icky? That pitchers oh, yeah, use for grip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> My oh, voice my just God. literally just jumped the octave there. Oh, yeah. Like a freaking high E string on a guitar right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. buddy. Wes is having a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's been a great podcast till we started uh, talking about this. But, um, so go ahead. Yeah. So, anyway, Spider Tack is like a sticky substance to where uh, pitchers use to get like good spin on the ball and not kind of throw their arm out like crazy. Well, MLB kind of stepped in. They banned all uh, foreign substances that kind of gives grip on the baseball for pitchers. Uh, DeGrom went on the mound today and literally got checked after the first inning for any kind of foreign substance. I was just going to mention that. So, but my point to this is 
there's always cheating in baseball. You might as well just let this go. It's just literally someone putting sticky stuff on the ball. Dude, I feel like there's so much stuff going on in baseball that we just don't know about. I feel like baseball is one of the number one sports that's just unfair. Because I feel like it's very easy to cheat in baseball. There's so many different things to do. I mean, like, it's the sport where it's the it could be the most boring sport. And it's always, like, quote-unquote, the integrity of the game. Like, these so-called diehard baseball fans care about. There's no integrity whatsoever because the sport was literally built on cheating. Yeah, nah, bro. Baseball has no integrity. I mean, shit, they even moved the All-Star game. I mean, they're irrelevant right now, to be honest with you. They have no cred, no status. Whatever they do, who gives a shit anymore? They can't even build their superstars where you have the Grom being an absolute beast on the mound. They're I mean, he had their, another. They're paying their umps minimum wage, like fourteen fifty an hour. Fourteen fifty an hour is minimum wage. Ikes. Well, that's down here. Oh, I mean, shit. McDonald's oh, yeah. down here is paying fourteen fifty an hour. So if you boys <laughs> need a job, you all come down here now. Oh yeah. I couldn't do that because then, like, I get on the um the mic or whatever. They'd be like, "Can I get a number six? I'd be like, "Oh yeah, is that right?" Oh yeah, buddy, is that right? Aunt would be like, "Oh yeah, buddy, is that right?" Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. thirteen fifty first window, huh? Right there, yeah, bud. Uh, you want some no, cheese on second that? Second window, come on up, buddy. Would that's you like a bush light with that, buddy? <laughs> Aunt would bring a cooler of bush light just to give the customers for free. Yeah, dude, <laughs> nice guy. Come on, nice guy, nice guy. Oh yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah, but baseball just needs to let let these guys literally use sticky stuff if they want to use sticky stuff. Not like not go well, crazy to where their whole the brim of the hat is full of this sticky substance. But what gives? I mean, like we had Tyler Glass now from the Rays, literally saying he got hurt from like not using sticky stuff, and it puts like more tension on the elbow or whatever. I mean, Honestly, these baseballs are hard to throw 90 miles an hour every day. It's at the point, like, they keep coming out with this new shit to use to cheat. And it's like, is it really cheating? And even if it isn't, who really gives a shit? Like, just who right. gives a shit? If they ain't doping, who cares? I mean, baseball's popularity in the early 2000s was all because of steroids. Like, the home run chase. Well, and everyone loved watching doping. it. So who cares? <laughs> you know, whatever. Shit, I'd, I'd love to see... 60 home runs in a season. I mean, there's a little leaguer out there right now that's probably using spider tack on their hat and spinning baseballs as like a 12-year-old man. I mean, like, it, it, it's what happens. It is what it is. You it is what it is, shit. just you to quote Ben Simmons. Little league. Yeah, you learn that shit in Little League, and who knows? Ben Simmons might be playing for the Yankees alongside Aaron Judge next season. Well, let's not put that on the Yankees. Let, let's keep them away from the Yankees, first of all. Let them go play for the D-backs or something like that, okay? Let them nah. go over there and try it out. Nah, he's he's going to the Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins, yeah. Forgot yeah. Th that's another team you kind of forget that they are a franchise. Well, not when you live down here in Florida. They're near nah. and dear to my heart. That's one of the teams where, like, they're better. They were better when they were called the Florida Marlins, and they had like that uh, black and teal lo look instead you know of what? like their new school look with Miami on it. I like the orange. I got I got a Marlins hat. I like the look. It's all right. I don't think I think it's just too generic for teams nowadays. The look at itself. It's it's a generic look. I don't know. I don't know. I can dig it. I'm just a generic guy.
I I can understand from <laughs> if like average. the Heat did it, but yeah. <laughs> don't. I'm just an average guy. Very average. I'm just. Man. I'm just work, an average home. Joe. Exactly. Do the nine to five. Come I'll home. Watch TV. Five. Go sleep. Drink beer. What you do on the weekends? Just watch TV. Mow the lawn. <laughs> mow the lawn. Drink yeah. beer. Yell at no, the wife. Go really sleep. Just- just hang out with my dog and, you know, just stare at the wall. Which, by the way, you cannot do in Flex's house, that's for sure. What, stare at wall? Yeah. The guy would put you right <laughs> to work. Well, I work Flex work today, so. Oh. Oh, yeah. What do you say? Oh, man. We've been, I think we need to put a cap limit on the how many times how we many can times say can that. Say? Well, today's special. <laughs> Uh, speaking of special days, uh, yesterday was a special day for John Rom. As remember, he had that whole tournament gaffing where he tested positive for COVID nineteen like two or three weeks ago and was killing the tournament. Then he had to forfeit it because of that reason. Well, he ends up winning the U.S. Open after uh, Bryson DeChambeau had a crazy collapse, and then uh, John Rom ended up birdieing the seventeenth and eighteenth hole to put him ahead of the U.S. Open and ended up taking it home. So. I think it's the fourth time ever someone has birdied on 17 and 18 to win the tournament. I think Tiger was the last one to do it in one of the U.S. Opens, too. So I thought you did, too. Me? Yeah. I, th- I think for the PGA Championship back in, like, 2013, when I was going up against uh, good old Philly, um, <laughs> I, 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 just, I, like, hooked I just, it. I hooked it so bad on 15, but then I eagled on 16. I came back and won on 17 and 18. Another birdie, birdie. It was awesome. You were pretty bass. <laughs> no, I got a good swing. I don't got a terrible swing. But... Yeah, boy, you're stacked. Yeah. Um, last time it happened was Phil Mickelson in the Open Championship, uh, Carl Schwatzel in 2011, and then Tiger Woods in 2000. So, how about her? John Robin. Good for John. Good for John Robb after getting robbed of freaking uh, winning the me- Memorial Tournament. Gets his good payday by winning the U.S. Open. So, sometimes she goes, boys. Sometimes she doesn't go. Sometimes she goes. Um, the Euros have been happening in soccer. Uh, we had a scary situation where one of the players went into a cardiac arrest. I think it was for Denmark. Um, I think his name was Ericsson. Uh, ended up collapsing. Scariest scene. Like the dude literally died on the field, but they were able to revive him. He's doing good in the hospital and everything else. Um, and they're starting their group of sixteen. I haven't been watching any of the Euros. I totally forgot it was on. But um, you know, it's a big thing over there in Europe. And good for uh, Ericsson to be uh, still alive and doing well after collapsing on the field. Um, other news is uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are going to be sharing the Madden cover. Madden 22, uh, goats. I don't know who's still play. Brandon, you're still a, a Madden player. I mean, are they ever going to fix the game and make it actually better? I mean, I heard so many complaints about Madden 21. Nah, there's complaints every year about Madden. There's always things that could improve, but they never seem to improve on those things. I'm just waiting till they finally release uh, NCAA football that's coming back. Like that's what the game I'm it? waiting for. When is that coming out? I have no idea, but like, I just remember playing NCAA 14 and it was like the best video game ever. 
just doing the crazy uniforms and everything else and literally beating Ohio State 50 to 0. Oh, oh, what was that? It's awesome. Shit, <laughs> you're crazy, dude. Ohio State never lose by margin that big. Oh, not yeah, on All-American mode. In, not even a video game. No, they, Ohio State will not lose in no <laughs> simulator, no game, no nothing. Well, back in uh, my good old Splain days during Dynasty mode, I beat them 50-0 with uh, Toledo. No way, dude. Awesome. Game, will, game will automatically shut off if you score before Ohio State. <laughs> John Taffer would shut down my mad, my uh, PlayStation game and just be like, yep. shut it down. If Ohio State is down by 21 or more, your game just automatically shuts down. <laughs> same, with, same with Alabama. Exactly. Alabama's by 10. I, I tell you what, Ant, as much as I hate Ohio State, I think they're going to have another great year this year. Their wide, re- their wide. Have you looked at their wide receivers? They are absolutely filthy. Like this might be as good of a wide receiver class as Alabama had last year. Stuff. I mean, who knows? Olave is coming back, which I'm like, why did he even come back? He could have been a first round wide receiver last year. Yeah, Chris Olave was the man, dude. There's no reason for him to come back. Then I remember I'm watching happy about it. I, yeah, a lot of them go back to college. I'm telling you, dude, even when we're at Oregon, a lot of them did not, unless they really were confident in themselves because they're still kids, they did not declare for the draft until they literally thought, okay, I have a very good chance of making it. Because what happens all the time is like you don't get signed and then you get your free agent and then you get picked up by a team, but you're not drafted to a team. Right. You know, so you might as well, what do you have to lose? You know, take another year, unless you're like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, you know, take another year. And you year, have that first round security. Yeah, you've been with the same coaches for three, four years. You know, three years, just you might as well keep going. Right. So um, other NFL news, one last news, and then we'll kind of open it up to uh, the other guys. The, the one thing I want to say really quick is the NFL is not about development. The NFL, we've said this before, is about Come as you are, right? The college college level is about development. They, yeah, the NFL the NFL really NFL. came. The NFL really became that um, within the next past ten years. Like the NFL used to be, let's develop our QBs for like two or three not years, really. then throw them out. But it's not anymore. It's like you better come ready to me, or we're just gonna get somebody else, and then it's a repeating cycle. Yep. Um, one last NFL news. This just happened literally two hours ago. Uh, Raiders defense, uh, defensive lineman, Carl Nassib, um, is the first NFL actively, uh, gay player. He came out, um, gay on his, uh, Instagram story. And, uh, he also announced that he is donating a hundred grand to, uh, the Trevor project, a nonprofit organization that focuses on suicide prevention programs for the LGB, uh, TQ youth. Um, so congrats to him. Big I thought time there was up. another player that was gay. Right? Michael Sam, but he never made a, a roster, I don't think. It was like uh defensive lineman or something, right? Yeah, the Rams. I remember yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. entire thing. Yeah. Michael Sam. And he was like a really good player at Missouri, too. I think he was like the the first draft prospect, but I don't think he ever made that team. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh. Yeah. Although Carl Nassif is a pretty good like defensive player. But all right, boys, anything else? NASCAR. <clears throat> Which by the way, how did Gravedigger do? Uh he was okay. He placed fifth. So everybody was 
digging the car, man. Everybody loved the car. Kurt Busch even plays pretty good. Yeah. Eighth place, but that's better than usual. He led three what? laps out of the whole race. When did they ever race at Nashville, though? I saw that, and I was just like, they've never had a race there. I don't remember Nashville Super Speed, Super Speedway. I don't remember this track. Yeah, I, that's why when I saw Nashville, I was like, Nashville, what? Like, I, I didn't even know Nashville this. had a racetrack. Next, thing you know, know it's gonna. It's going to be in, like, uh, they're going to go to Tampa Speedway, and they're literally yeah, going to do New a Jersey race around Speedway. the trop. New Jersey Speedway. No such thing as Tampa Speedway, dude, but they probably love NASCAR down here. I'm surprised they don't have a track down in Florida besides Daytona. Well, they like do. The, it's called Homestead. West. Oh, on oh, the west side. Yeah, you're the right. The west side, though. Well, you yeah. got, like, Alabama and Georgia right there, too. Yeah. Well, what? Tear down the Everglades, put a NASCAR uh, track. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the Gators in the Everglades community. Let's yeah. let's do this Brando, NASCAR right here. Brando gets a notice on his door that he's gonna have to leave in sixty days because they're tearing down all the buildings <laughs> so they can build a NASCAR track. Brandon would just be like, "Hey, look, I'll join. You know, this will be the Get garage." A car. <laughs> No These cars are probably like five hundred grand to buy, though. Oh my god! I mean, I if they're going to tear it, they they're going to tear it on my house to build a NASCAR track, they better give me a good chunk of money. That's what I was going to say. Better pay you for that. NASCAR has no money, dude. Come on. Yeah, right. They dude. lost they all their money ever since money. we since we stopped going to the races. <laughs> Which pissed at you, boy. Wanted to go to the race coming up soon. Uh, it's this weekend, I think. I heard an yeah, advertisement boy. for Pocono. Pissed at you. Nah, dude, I'm going to be busy this weekend. But all right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Who same, won? Same. Whatever. Busy. Uh, <laughs> all right, so it was Nashville Super Speedway, 300 laps, oval shape, very basic track, very, very basic. Hot day there. Uh, Kyle Larson, actually, first place, very interesting. He led 264 laps out of 300. That is a big lead. Everybody else kind of split between the laps. There was Eric Emerald, led one, Ross Chaston. Uh, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, you know, led a couple. Um, but yeah, Kyle Larson first place, Ross Chaston second place, William Byron third, Eric Emerald fourth, and Kevin Harvick fifth. So very interesting kind of lineup here. Kyle Busch eleventh place. Don't get me wrong, but didn't Kyle Larson get in trouble last year and no he one did. wanted him? He did. He so who picked got, him up? He got literally banned from the from nascar or like fired from nascar so they let him back back on the virtual racing yeah and they they let him back in i don't know what team he's on i think he's on the same team he was before but oh wow it's just like i don't know dude it's wrong like you don't have anything good to say don't say it at all but yeah you know it's interesting now a guy does that and i mean everybody makes mistakes there's no doubt about it but I mean, what's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. So, Carl mm-hmm. Larson, first place, yeah. And uh, 264 laps, man. That's a lot of laps to be leading. Um, and, it, yeah, the, 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 uh, it was just a really interesting race as far as placement, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, that was that. And um, uh, what was I going to say? So, Pocono's yep, this that's, weekend. That's that. Yep. Then we got Pocono coming up. 
on Saturday. There's a 325, and then there's a uh, Sunday, actually, which is the 350. And uh, it'll be, yeah, in Pocono, our home track here. Wait, they're doing two races? I'm pretty sure it's two. There's a 325 uh, on Saturday. Is it the minor league race or whatever it's called, the Xfinity joint? Uh. No, it just says Pocono 325, and then there's oh. a Pocono 350. So That's odd. I don't know. Last race, well, Kevin Harvick on the 325, and Denny Hamlin on the 350. We we went last two years ago, I think, so yeah, Kyle Busch. So I guess they're doing doubleheader. That's interesting. I guess, yeah. Dude, do you remember how pissed everybody was at? Uh, how pissed everybody was at Kyle Busch? I think we were the only ones cheering. We were cheering so loud for him, like so loud. We're like, yeah. did you just, did you just see that freaking Islanders chance where they miss a wide open net like three times in a row? Vasilevsky just made unbelievable chance uh, saves and stuff. I don't know if it hit the post or anything like that, but it looked incredible. It's gonna but, go game, game five, game seven. Bed. Oh yeah. I think it goes seven games, though. Like, if the Islanders it. lose this one, they, they'll probably win game six. But. Yeah, I can see it. All right, Brandon, you got anything else? Brandon, you want to talk about NASCAR? No, no NASCAR. Oh, man. It's good to have Amp. It's good to have Ant finally talk about NASCAR again after being a hiatus for three weeks. We had threats from the trailer park people being like, Where, where's Trailerville? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Boys, that was all my apologies. I've just been missing <laughs> so much sports recently. Like, I've been so, I've been, dude, I have not had a time, like, had a break, like, not, no break. Saturday and Sunday, still even busy, both, like, both days. Flex so. has just put you in the basement and just said, uh, get the work, bud. Dude, 16 hour days every single day. No 16 hours, anymore. that's a break. <laughs> yeah, usually it's 21. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that is all the time we have for today. We thank you for listening and to all the girls out there listening to the podcast. We appreciate you as well. Um, go ahead and give us a comment. Let us know what you think the uh, 76ers should do with Ben Simmons. Should they trade him? Should they send him over to Shanghai to play in the Chinese League? What should they do with them? So like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports. Follow us Instagram at Original Bench Bros. And follow our website at BenchBrosports.com. We keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages, along with all of our podcasts that are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and the other media services. Go ahead, subscribe to our podcast, follow our pages, share our podcast everywhere. Let let your grandmother know, let your best friends know, let everyone know about this awesome podcast. I think we had a great show today, boys, so that's a good thing. So any last thoughts? No, sir. By the way, how was your boys' weekend? Pretty good? I know we just got right into sports right away. It was a good start, too, so. Good boys, solid, solid. Any big summer plans going on lately? Oh, by the way, just want to say, uh, July 4th is on a Sunday, so we won't have a podcast out on that Monday. Uh, we'll we'll still like keep up to date to let you know when the next podcast drops and stuff. So, just FYI for all the bench pro fanatics out there, thank you for your support. No, we're not thanking you. Whoa, 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 whoa. You shouldn't support us. Do I need to talk about more NASCAR? Uh, Well, obviously. 
Yeah, and we're not sponsored by Bush Light, so I don't I don't see any reason to 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 support us. I think if we get sponsored by Bush Light, that would be just everything for us. <laughs> Honestly, no, I'd because you be would hog you would hog it all. I'd be pissed Dude, off. I don't if Bush even Light drink was the only people that wanted to sponsor us. True. I, I think if we literally got sponsored by Bush Light, that'd be the most special thing ever. I think Ant would hold that close to his heart until he dies. I would. He put, he put it like on really his gravestone. Got yeah, sponsored he would. by Bush. Sponsored by Bush Light on Bench Bros Podcast. <laughs> I would literally. I would. I'd literally have to get like a tattoo of that. Yeah, Ant. Right. Ant would definitely get a tattoo of that. <laughs> you sure would. I think we all would. All right, that was Anthony. That was would. Brandon. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week on the Bench Bros Sports Podcast. That's the show. We're out here. Peace. Later.